Maria, thanks for checking out Motorspit. Great to have you as a listener. Hope I keep you as a listener. Appreciate your engagement. Monica, thanks for listening. You're definitely one of my regulars now. Hope you're enjoying the content. And I've got news for you. I thought about something this weekend that I'm going to call into your station with and ask you. I just haven't had the time. I've been very busy this weekend. Hope you understand. And I look forward to what I've got to say to you later in the week. See you later. For this segment, I'm going to talk about sports prototype racing. And I'm going to talk specifically about engines that support sports prototype racing series. Last week, we were subject to the shock news that Porsche were withdrawing from the WEC Championship, uh, including the Le Mans 24 Hours. And I catalogued my reaction to that. You can check it out in my podcast section. Within those segments, I discussed uh, the LMP2 category and also the IMSA DPI category that runs in the United States and the likelihood of either of those two categories becoming the next uh, sort of leading category in sports car racing. Recently I was discussing with a friend of mine uh, the implications of this and he was interviewing drivers because he's a fancy podcaster who gets to interview racing drivers um, but competing in IMSA and getting their opinions as well. And the interesting thing is that both myself and my friend pretty much have the same opinion on the issues that sports prototype racing is facing right now. In Europe, and even on the world stage, if you count the Le Mans 24 hours, the P2 category could very easily just morph into the next P1 or top flight prototype category. But the trouble with that is that all the P2 cars have to run the same spec engine, which isn't very good for manufacturer engagement, and it isn't very good for having variety within a series that a world championship really deserves. In the States, with IMSA, they basically have the same cars as the LMP2 category, except they've opened it up to have any engine, which sounds immediately like it solves the problem. However, they also use the same balance of performance BOP uh, that GT racing cars use in order to iron out uh, differences, advantages and equivalencies between all the different kinds of GT cars that the world's manufacturers produce. Now in GT racing this is quite essential and it's a healthy thing because there's so many different kinds of car that making them competitive with one another could often be a problem. So as is the nature of racing, once everybody finds out the quickest and most competitive package, then if you don't happen to have a car that suits that competitive package, then you're not going to win, which isn't attractive at all. So what the BOP does is give manufacturers with, let's say, a less competitive car or a competitive disadvantage with the kind of car that they would ordinarily race. It gives them a chance to fight against uh, a manufacturer with a car that is naturally suited to be a competitive race car. So for an example, I'm just going to use examples rather than real world situations. Let's say that a mid-engine rear-wheel drive car with a small frontal area is going to be the fastest general race car out there. So something like uh, Ferrari 488 Italia. Very good. Now, Corvette produce 
a front engine rear wheel drive car with a massive frontal area. So for that to compete against the Ferrari, it needs a heck of a lot more engineering and all the rest of it in order to be on a level playing field. What BOP does is that it gives the Ferrari uh, less horsepower by way of air restrictors. Um, there's a whole range of things that it does to, in order to uh, keep the equivalent uh, including the weight and ballast and as I say there's a whole range of things. So if we just revisit where we were before because I appreciate I may have gone off track a little bit. LMP2 cars, same engine, not very good variety. IMSA DPI cars, any engine but they have a BOP. BOP negates the fact that they have any engine because why would a manufacturer develop and supply and chase the target of becoming the best engine supplier when the BOP is just going to reset it all and make them all equivalent again? It doesn't make any sense. Prototype racing is meant to be experimental. The clue is in the name. It's a prototype. It's meant to have things on it that other cars don't have on it. It's meant to be ex uh, experimental. It's meant to be innovative. Until that's figured out, we're going to have a stalemate. I mean, it kind of baffles me that the fundamental differences between a Grand Touring car with BOP and a sports prototype uh, are being ignored because they're just not the same thing at all. GT cars, by their very nature, are based on the production car that you can go to the showroom and buy. Sports prototype is designed and built specifically for racing. They're a lot more advanced, they're a lot more developed, and they're essentially from a blank sheet of paper. So they're designed from the get-go to be as competitive, as light, as fast, as aerodynamic as possible. And if we assume that they are all essentially the same, that being mid-engine carbon fibre monocoque rear-wheel drive cars with as much aerodynamic advantage built into them as possible, then they don't need balancing out because the only thing left is the engine and then that's where the competition is. You don't need to balance the engine, otherwise you've got completely the same car throughout the field. The only reason I can fathom for IMSA having a BOP is to address the small differences in aerodynamic performance between the different body kits that the manufacturers are choosing to put onto their P2 chassis because in IMSA the bodywork and the aero kits are slightly different from the rest of the LMP2 cars because in IMSA they care more about trying to get their prototypes uh, to have some sort of relation to the road cars that are being sold in the showrooms by the manufacturers in the same way that NASCAR teams will put their headlights and grill stickers of whatever the current sedan is for that manufacturer whether that be a Ford Fusion or a Dodge Charger or a Chevrolet uh, at Impala or whatever it is uh, I'm probably a few years out with my NASCAR knowledge so apologies if those are old models but the way that they put those stickers in the, for the grills and the headlights on the cars to make them somewhat recognisable even though the shape of the body is completely irrelevant to, to the actual car um, IMSA does the same kind of thing with its sports cars and it does influence the bodywork slightly because they want to 
have styling cues, they want to have surfaces, they want to have headlights uh, and grills and, and of course headlights and grills have to work in a sports prototype so they are real physical parts rather than stickers and it does influence the way that the bodywork is designed but I mean I know aero is terribly important but I can't imagine it having such an influence that a BOP on engines is required to, uh, to balance things out but anyway that's the only uh, small reason I can even imagine might be true for why IMSA has introduced this BOP for its sports prototypes. I think if we were to use the IMSA formula in a world championship or at Le Mans 24 hours, uh, the guys that run those cars don't give a crap what the cars look like because all they want to do is build the fastest car, they don't care about manufacturer styling cues and I think for the manufacturer, as long as they've got their nameplate on the engine and they can say our engine has won the Le Mans 24 hours or World Endurance Championship or whatever they happen to be racing, I think that will be enough. And I mean, you know, does anyone care at the end of the day that the Porsche 919 hybrid that won Le Mans this year doesn't look like a Porsche? I mean, it had similar headlights but that's it I mean, it's a prototype race car that is the nature of the car it is a prototype it's meant to be its own thing it is a unique um, individual design that has been created to perform the task of racing so what I would do to fix the problem we have in top flight sports car prototype racing is to use the current LMP2 chassis rules and aerodynamic rules and anything else that affects the dynamic attribute of the car then I would use the IMSA engine rules or something very similar to them that says you may use any production block engine from any of the manufacturers that produce this engine in a certain volume uh, you know I don't know what that needs to be 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 units a year I'm not clued up enough to make that call right now but it must be a production block out of a production car so something like a Nissan GTR or a Porsche 911 or a BMW M6 or whatever it needs to be the block comes from that car the racing department then go and play with it and make it even more powerful it then goes into any of the current LMP2 chassis and that is your future sports car